Are you wondering how to use your love of writing to glorify God and bless others, but you aren't really sure where to start? Or maybe you've been writing for a while, but now you want to start putting that work out into the world for others to read. If so, you are not alone and you are in the right place. My name is Amy Simon, and this is the Purposeful Pen Podcast, where we uncover how to build a writing life that brings joy to us, glory to God, and benefits others. Welcome to the Purposeful Pen. Um, so this week and next week, I'm going to do just a short little mini series on a couple aspects of the business side of writing. So this week, we're talking about our brand as a writer. And next week, we'll be talking about author websites and what should go on them. And for both conversations, I'm talking with Kara Ray. So Kara is a Christian writer, entrepreneur, and community builder. She writes to encourage men and women to enjoy God through gospel-centered devotionals. When she is not facilitating community within the writer's block, she's wielding words as a full-time copywriter, marketer, and web designer. Now, I have learned so much from Kara about branding and how I present myself as a writer. She understands these aspects of the writing life that I was just completely oblivious to. Um, she knows her craft, and she's just super helpful in explaining these things from the perspective of a writer, because she's a writer herself. So welcome, Kara. Thanks so much for being here. Oh, thank you, Amy. That's a sweet and kind introduction. I'm really happy to be here and talk to you. So our big question for today is, what is an author brand, and why do I need one? I mean, I think typically we think of a brand, we, we're thinking of like the McDonald's Golden Arches or the Walmart little blue and yellow star logo. But what about authors? Like what is an author brand? I'm a person. I'm not a company. Yeah, I think, first of all, it might be helpful just to define what a brand is because a brand crosses over all all different um, industries, right? And so when I think about a brand, I think... Um, of it as a shortcut for the brain. So our brain makes shortcuts all the time. In fact, when we're reading, we're not sounding out words anymore, right? We've learned to recognize a word just by the sight of it. And in the same way, that's what a brand is. So it, it's a shortcut where, you know, you see the golden arches as you're driving down the street and you're like, oh, they have hamburgers and French fries and Cokes and I'm hungry and I'm going to go get one. So your, your brain has made this connection between a visual representation of that brand, which is in this case, the golden arches um, to something that it, you know, it provides you. And so that's what a brand does. So I mean, we see this everywhere. We see brands plastered all the time. And I think what's kind of unique for writers is for writers to consider themselves as a brand because we think, oh, well, we're not in business per se. Um, you know, we're not franchising or we're not, we're not in that kind of realm of business. And so we don't often think of ourselves as a brand, but when you think about it, you can ask yourself, what kind of impression am I wanting to leave someone who encounters my work? And that in and of itself, I believe, is your brand. And so 
It's the shortcut other people make when they think of you and your words. It's one of those things that the more people know and recognize you, the more they're starting to make those associations. And so I think it depends based on the person and the objectives that person may or may not have for their writing. So for example, if you know you're wanting, if your your goal is to publish a book someday, you want people to know you, right? Because someday you want to sell books. Um, and so you want people to be like, oh, I know Amy. She writes about spiritual disciplines and she helps writers with her purposeful pen podcast. And so they've made some shortcuts and they think, oh, I can I can go to Amy for these problems or Amy encourages me or Amy helps me overcome some roadblocks that I'm having in my spiritual life. So that's really what I think every one of us probably wants in some form or fashion. You may not necessarily want to get a book deal someday, but you want to become known um, as a resource. You want to be known for the problem that you solve. And so that's what a brand is all about, is it's making that shortcut for people to say, oh, I can go to Amy for this sort of help, or I can read Kara's words for this sort of encouragement. And that's that's why we want to help bolster that brand, that author brand along so that people are making the right associations. That makes sense. I think some writers balk at even the word brand because it sounds very salesy and marketing. It's like, no, I just want to write. Like I right. I don't want to be promoting myself and I don't I don't need a brand or a logo or whatever. But I think I think it can be helpful for us to kind of reframe our impression of that. And would you agree that being clear in our branding is really a better way to serve our readers, or it's another way to serve our readers. hundred percent. I, I believe that because even if you don't like the idea of being a brand, or if that feels impersonable, or it's maybe you just have some, some strange asso- associations with it, with other people, for example, and you're like, I, I want to turn away from that. The, the fact remains is that people are making judgments. They're making decisions about us whether we want them to or not. And so when you think of it like that, you're like, well, we're all a brand. That doesn't necessarily mean you're putting yourself up on a pedestal and saying, hey, everyone look at me, but you do want to help readers get the right impression. So when you consider yourself as a brand, you're really taking the bull by its horns. You're really saying, I want to help control the perception that people have. I want the perception that people have to line up with my inner reality of the, what I'm really trying to convey to people. And so it's a bit of a mindset shift, perhaps. I think a lot of us have been turned off by certain self-promoting personal brands. Like there are people that might come to mind and you're like, ew, <laughs> I don't really like the way he or she talks about themselves. And I, and so we, we tend to say, well, I'm going to do completely the opposite. Well, that might not necessarily be the best strategy. The best strategy is to control the perception as best you can. And uh, people are going to make those shortcuts anyway. So you might as well help them do it in a way that is beneficial to you. Absolutely. 
Well, and I think like when you talk about controlling the perception that people have of us, like it's not trying to portray a false um, image of ourselves. It's trying to kind of narrow it down to what what is true about me. What do I want to what do I want to communicate to people? You know, we're not talking about, I mean, people get criticized on social media and things like that for like, oh, we only paint, you know, the pretty picture of my nice, happy family and all this stuff. We're, we're painting a false image, but that's not what we're talking about here. I think we can create a brand that um, is authentic to who we are. And so we're not talking about being fake. We're talking about being authentic. Absolutely. And, and I think, you know, there are some people who, you know, their brand might be like, I want to be as real and raw as possible, <laughs> you know, and to them that might, that might be like, well, that's being really honest. And and that's fine if that's, you know, who you are, if that's part of your personality, if that's, if that's what you want to convey. Um, it's not necessarily fake to put your best foot forward per se, right? Like companies all the time, that's why they have these PR firms to control their reputation. So we kind of have to think about it the same way. It's like, we're not trying to convey something that's not authentic was a good word that you used. It's that we're, we're trying to accomplish something with our work. And so it's putting that best foot forward if you want to think of it that way. And it's keeping in mind who our audience is, who our reader is, you know, if we're trying to reach young, I don't know, high school girls, you know, we're going to use different terminology, we're going to use different um, colors and images and things like that than if we are trying to speak to retired couples, empty nesters or something like that, Absolutely. like that all yeah. plays into that too. So I think another misconception that we have is when we think brand, we go straight to logo, <laughs> like mm -hmm. the golden arches or the Walmart little star or whatnot. But, and we think colors and fonts and things like that. And, but you have taught me there is really so much more to our brand than those things. So can you talk about what, what different elements make up and a brand from an author's perspective in particular? Yeah, I think all the things you mentioned are all the fun visual elements of a brand. And I agree, like that's, that's what we tend to think of first. And again, that's a shortcut and that's all intentional when you, when you think about brands, there's something being conveyed intentionally with the use of colors and logos and imagery and things like that. I think though, that that that's the last piece of a puzzle. Whenever I work with a creative, an entrepreneur, another author, I really want to figure out who is this person and what is it that they want to be known for? What are the shortcuts that they want people to think of when they think of them? And so um, when when it comes to branding, it's it's a very holistic look at you as an author. For example, um, like you said earlier, who are you talking to? That's part of your brand. What, what kind of things are you offering? Um, if we're talking um, about a website, that's an obviously, that's an important question. But even if it's just in your, your writing, like what do you want to write about? Or what do you write about? And what are you trying to convey through your writing? Are you trying to educate? Are you trying to entertain? Are you trying to inform? Are you trying to warn? You know, there's all these different big umbrellas of like, what is the purpose behind what we're we're doing. And then, 
And then also I would look at what's your style? How do you talk? How do you write? What kind of adjectives do you want people to think of when they encounter your work? Even if they're just scrolling through Facebook and like they see something and it's like, oh, that looks like an image that so-and-so would do. And you can recognize it almost without, it's that shortcut again. But we, we do that in our words too. Like we all have a certain style of how we write, how we speak. And those things are different too, but kind of conveying that holistically through a brand. So all of those things are considered when you're thinking about your brand um, and how you want to be perceived, who you're talking to, that kind of thing. I remember years ago, before you and I met, I was just starting on this writing for an audience journey. And it's was like, oh, I need a logo. And I have a friend who has dabbled in graphic design. And I'm like, so what would it take, you know, for you to come up with a logo? And she she started asking me all of these other questions, like what you were just saying. And I'm like, why do you need to know all of that stuff? Like, what? Yeah. <laughs> Don't you just need to know, like, what colors I like? And, what? <laughs> and but it totally, totally makes sense that they're like you said, the logo and the colors and all the fun stuff is really that that's the end of the process. It's having before that is having a clear understanding of who are you writing for? How do you want to be perceived? And like we've talked about on the podcast before how we all have a unique perspective on life, background, life experiences, ways of seeing things so that even if our topic that we're writing about is similar to something that someone else is writing about, which is bound to happen, um, we still approach it from a different way. We have a different perspective that we we bring to it. And I think a lot of that comes out in our branding, you know. So for some people, a brand might make them feel sort of hemmed in or cornered, like we can't be a normal multifaceted human that we are, what would you say to that? Yeah, I, I, I understand that. And I think maybe some, some people might say, you know, I don't, I don't want to nail that down. I don't want to be so specific because I'm still trying to figure out who I am. Um, and I, I, I get that. I appreciate that. But I would say that boundaries are a beautiful thing, right? Like we love having a fence around our, our backyard because it protects our children and it keeps bad things <laughs> from coming in, right? In the same way, I think setting up a brand is like a fence. It's like, it's a good boundary that we can put around ourselves. It's best to, to put some thought into it because you don't want to keep being haphazard in, you know, changing your fencing, right? You don't want to put up a cinder block wall and be like, mm, I don't like that and put that down and then put up, you know, a white picket fence, right? Every time we change a brand, people are picking up on that. And so there is a sense in which putting together an idea of you as a brand takes some thought, it takes some intentionality, but after you've done that initial work, you've got this, this fence around what you're doing that matches who you are inside, hopefully. And um, people get to see that and they get to identify um, you with your brand and what it is that you offer. And so I would just say that I think that there's a lot of value in really taking the time to figure out, you know, 
what kind of boundaries do I want to put around my work, my writing? Do I just want to write about whatever comes my way or do I want to get really specific and focused? And the more specific and the more focused we can become in who we're writing to and um, what we're trying to provide, the easier it becomes to put all of those branding elements. And then you have all that freedom within the fence, right? Like you can do all kinds of things within the fence, but you're staying within the fence. I just totally made up that whole <laughs> metaphor, but hopefully it conveys the it's right good. idea is that it is a good boundary. It's a good boundary to have in our lives. That's a great metaphor. I love it because each each kind of fence has a different sort of feel to it, yeah. you know, and projects a different, it, it, it serves the same purpose, but um, maybe in a different way. So- Right. That's a great metaphor. Um, so if a writer wanted to start working on creating a brand for themselves, where's a good place to start? Well, the internet is chock full of information about branding. Um, I've gotten quite an education in just doing some research. Um, and I think that is a good place to start. I think one good thing to do is to look around at some of the writers you know and follow and trust. Take a look at how they're conveying themselves. Look at the way they write online, um, maybe some of the visual elements that they combine with their written work. Kind of look around and, and ask yourself, like, what do I, you know, if I am I if I'm attracted to somebody, ask yourself why? What is it about what she writes about or how she conveys words or how she puts the visuals together with her words that am I that I am attracted to? Do the same with the people that you, you're not attracted to. What is it about that person that turns me off? What don't I want to do? And I think kind of going through some of those exercises is really clarifying for us as writers to kind of figure out like, where am I trying to fall? And then there are a lot of exercises. I would say journal, ask yourself, who am I writing to? What what am I trying to accomplish? What is my tone? Am I serious or am I lighthearted? Am I am I funny or am I more academic? Ask yourself some of these questions of like, where am I trying to fall in the spectrum <laughs> of perception and voice and those kind of things? And as you kind of ask yourself those questions, I think you'll get a real head start on who you are as a brand. Absolutely. Well, and I think there's a lot of this that we can do ourselves. There's neat, you know, resources out there like Canva and stuff like that. You can also hire someone to sort of do the visual elements um, if that's not something you want to tackle yourself. Again, once you already have some of those questions answered, I think you really want to do that homework first of having a clear idea of who are you writing for? What is it that you're offering them? What is kind of the, what's your personality like? How are you wanting to come across? Carrie, your company does some branding. Yes, I can link in the show notes, the um, your website. Yes, um, I do branding and marketing for all different kinds of entrepreneurs. Um, and so it's called Avocado Toast Marketing. Um, hopefully that's a good shortcut for your brain next time you're making breakfast. Uh, you'll think of me. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I do that kind of work for writers and creatives and small businesses and help them kind of determine like a lot of times people come to me and say, hey, I want to rebrand like this is this is what I have. And I really love 
those jobs because sometimes it's help it's helpful to have something to start with and to be like okay what do you like what don't you like how do you how have you changed from this version of yourself online um and so that's always fun to do and also for people who are just getting started like it's a it's a fresh clean slate and i love working with those people as well awesome well i will link that website in the show notes so Thanks so much for all your thoughts about branding for authors. And we will be back next week to talk about author websites. Yeah. Thank you, Amy. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to subscribe on Substack so you'll never miss an episode. You can support the podcast by liking and commenting on episodes and, of course, sharing it with others. If you become a paid subscriber on Substack, you'll get journaling prompts or additional resources every Wednesday that pertain to the week's episode. You will also have access to the monthly writing Q&A call and subscriber-only chats. But as always, the podcast itself will remain free.